The Nissan Champions Trophy podcast is brought to you by Nissan, official sponsor of the 2017 ICC Champions Trophy. Nissan, proud partner of Cricketing Excellence. And we're back with episode 5 of this Nissan Champions Trophy podcast. The winner today was the rain. Peter? Again, Mzama, again, mate. We should have the theme tune for this show should be... I got you, babe, from <laughs> Groundhog Day. And then we can maybe, when the alarm clock goes off, we can smash the alarm clock against the floor. But, I mean, just, you know, the same old story once again. And this time, South Africa, on the receiving end of it, you know, um, Duckworth Lewis. We've had our skirmishes with Duckworth yeah, Lewis over yeah. the years. Uh, and, you know, quite frankly, I don't think we did enough in this game to, yeah. to deserve it. Quite, you know, so a lot of people might say, hey, if they came back, you know, we might have got something. But I don't think so. I just, uh, I think we got a lot of stuff wrong today. Yeah. Well, uh, before we continue with our lamentations, uh, let's jump into our trivia. What is South Africa's lowest first innings total at a champion's trophy, Peter? Hmm. Hmm. Cons- interesting one. Want yeah. to mull over over the next few minutes? Considering that uh, we got all the way to 219 for eight uh, mm-hmm. against Pakistan at uh, Edgbaston. Let's jump into it. Uh, South Africa losing by 19 runs by that famous duo Duckworth. Duckworth and Lewis. Yep. Um, what can I say? I'm going to talk as a fan. Frustrated, disappointed, beside myself. Don't really know what to do with uh, the fact that South Africa have lost this match against Pakistan, a game we were supposed to win, the bookies' favorite. We were supposed to walk it pretty much. And uh, we lost it, really. At one point, we were 44-1. The next thing, we were 118 for six. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe just go back to the toss. I mean, a lot of people might have thought that A.V. wins the toss and he, and he bowls, bowls yeah. first, but he doesn't. You know, South Africa like to uh, to chase normally, but uh, not not on this occasion. And um, they've gone in, and as you said, uh, I don't think they assessed the conditions quickly enough, mm. quite frankly. I don't think this was a, a 300 or 320 wicket. Um, but by the time they figured that out, uh, it was a skipper who'd come and gone for the very first golden duck of his entire illustrious career. Goodness, he's never ever been out first ball. Goodness, until uh, today, and it was a, it was a bit of a reckless shot, if you yeah. ask me, Avi. Um, you know, to go with his rather impetuous shot against yeah. Sri Lanka on the weekend as well. So, yeah. not in the greatest of nick, mm. quite frankly, uh, Avi. Um, decent little knock from Quinton de Kock at the top there. But we're always chasing the game when yeah. um, when we lost those wickets in a row. And you've got to give credit to Pakistan. You know, Pakistan, you never quite know what's going to happen. <laughs> against India, we've said it time and time again. Against India, they're absolutely awful. Yeah. Uh, they've picked themselves up. South Africa at the helm in the form of coach Mickey Arthur. And to be fair to them, they've bounced back. And, and they're one of those teams that when they get a bit of momentum behind them, and when the tide turns and things start going their yeah. way, yeah. they can be virtually unstoppable. And today... Again, they made, they've got a very inexperienced captain, but they yeah. made some, some really good decisions in the field. Telling it's, contributions with the ball, especially. Absolutely. Telling contributions. The spinners came in, did their job. And then just when you thought that the spinners were going to carry on bowling, they, they made a change. Yeah. And they brought all Hassan Ali back. And then, boom, he picked up a couple of, of, of wickets That's as well. Fun. So everything kind of went their way. Um, and then South Africa came back. A great knock from David Miller. Yeah. I mean, he's been criticised again for being someone who just comes in and, and a bit of a flat track bully. Yeah, yeah. But today he guts it out. Uh, he kept the innings together. Mm, mm. Uh, a couple of decent partnerships towards the end with Morris and Rabada, yeah. and and got us over the line with an unbeaten seventy-five, two hundred and nineteen, which. 
not a great score, but yeah. perhaps in the circumstances defendable. In one way, this was a great game of cricket to watch because it had the, all the nuances that you want from a one-day game. It sure. wasn't just forty and smashing balls here, there, yeah. and everywhere, and, and, and it just becomes a, 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 a tale of yeah. the, the who can hit it the first. Even just to add on that that whole thing of it's, it's the full full spectrum, the full picture. This is an interesting stat, probably a telling stat. Only eight boundaries were scored in mm. the first forty-seven overs. Yeah. When was the last time? I'm not even going to say a South African team. When was the last time any team on the on 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 the circuit mm. managed just eight boundaries in forty-seven overs? I mean, I mean, uh, even a, a, a I don't I almost said a sponsor there. Even a little league team, they pretty much do better in a in a twenty in a twenty-over game. So yeah. South Africa were held. South Africa were definitely held. It was. Good for me to see though. Let's let's talk on the let's talk on the positives here. Miller, as you were saying, showing that he's not just a finisher. That seventy-five, Kahuso Rabada adding further credence that uh, further down the line he's he's going to be a pretty impressive all-rounder with his twenty-six in testing conditions. Yeah, and so. uh, also we look at uh, Mone Morkel's uh, his the way he actually came in and and gave South Africa a chance there with those three wickets uh, when Pakistan were chasing. Well, you know, you talk to guys who, who play at the highest level and they say, who's the bowler you would least like to face? Yeah. And I promise you, Mornay Morkel's name will crop up more often yeah. than not. Here's a guy, he's six foot five, he bowls at 140 k's an hour plus, and he's always there and thereabouts. He's, he's going to bounce you, he's got that steepling, disconcerting bounce. Yet the Proteus, for some reason, have been reluctant to use the guy. Look, he's had his injury issues over the yeah. last while. But for me, and again, we've spoken about this throughout the tournament. They missed a trick today when they've only got 219 runs to play with. They've given Wayne Parnell the ball. I suppose it was a debate for the skipper mm, because mm, mm. if Wayne Parnell is going to get any swing, it's going to be right at the beginning. So do you, don't you give him the yeah. new ball? AB said, okay, well, listen, we will give you the new ball. Yeah. And it was a disaster again. Four overs out. for 20. In fact, his first overs, first two overs went for 20-odd. So he whipped him off smartish, brought Mornay Morkel back in, and, and Morkel was... Virtually business. unplayable. Yeah. Virtually unplayable. And he was getting that, that horrible bounce that you hate. Uh, it was coming at the batsman. In fact, he sconned uh, the uh, <laughs> his old fucker Zaman he, yeah. on, on the head twice and then got him out with a slower ball. So he really was bowling superbly. Got South Africa back into it at 40-odd for two. But um, you just got the sense that they didn't have anybody to, to support him. Rabada bowled okay as well. Yeah. But, but Pakistan got off to that flyer. When you're chasing such a small total... Uh, if you can get off to a decent, you know, yeah. four, five, six overs, set the platform. it makes it so much easier for exactly. the guys down exactly. the line to do it. So, um, you know, even though rain brought a, shortage, uh, a shortened uh, a curtailment to the proceedings, yeah. uh, I don't think it saves South Africa in the slightest. And now it, it, it's, a, it's a massive uphill task for South yeah. Africa. It means I've got to beat India, really, yeah. realistically, unless <laughs> this is another rain and we sure. just get a point. But, um, you know, all to do now for South Africa. And uh, there's a possibility that uh, we'll have to do all of that without the services of uh, A.B. de Villiers. I'm not sure if you saw there in the field him clutching his hamstring. There was uh, a point it, where yeah. they, he was chasing a ball to the boundary and yeah. he tried tried to run for all his might, but mm. that leg wasn't allowing him. Yeah, well, it's uh, how many has he scored in two innings now? Three? <laughs> the <world's> number, <laughs> world's number one batsman. But look, I mean, he, he's a guy who's he's an absolute world beater, Absolutely. as we know, on his day and, 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 and critical to the, uh, to the South African cause. And hopefully he is going to be okay. But that game on Sunday against India is shaping up to be an absolute must win. for the, but Depending on what happens tomorrow, of course, because yeah. Sri Lanka play India on Friday. Yeah. Uh, there's weather. It's a 50-50 weather call in London as well. So who knows how that's going to go. Mm. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I hope this tournament, because I was looking so much forward to this event, 
And hopefully it's not going to go down as just a damp squib in every sense of the word. Absolutely. Now, speaking of that uh, potential decider, be part of the excitement with Nissan. Look out for Mitchley's moments to hear untold tales from Cricket's archives. Catch our very own Cyril Mitchley at NissanZA on Twitter during overs 20, 35 and 45 of the South Africa and India innings on Sunday, the 11th of June. Peter, a must win for South Africa. India will be... Pretty much uh, licking their lips, considering if the weather prevails, if or actually if it doesn't prevail, they should be able to do the business against Sri Lanka. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, Sri Lanka were fairly disappointing against South Africa in that opening game. Uh, they might have Angelo Matthews back, which yeah. will be. I mean, here's their one world-class player. Absolutely. Um, you know, and even if he just plays as a, as a batsman, mm. solely as a batsman, he's good enough uh, to be in that side. So, uh, you know, they might get something out of that. But, I mean, the India, you know, it was a bit of a juggernaut, to be honest, against Pakistan uh, at the same venue, funny enough, as, as South Africa played against Pakistan. So, um, you know, India, if they play anywhere near to their capabilities, I think they'll be uh, too strong for Sri Lanka. But uh, you never know. Sri Lanka often have one decent performance yeah. per tournament in them. Uh, it certainly didn't come against the South Africans, and hopefully they're going to bowl a little bit quicker as well yeah. because they're going to be without their skipper, <laughs> Upal Chandanaz. Chand- you got a two-match yeah. suspension. Interestingly enough... Hefty. Hefty, uh, don't you think? Hefty, but, and also interesting. Uh, Kane Williamson, because New Zealand was also very tidy, oh, but yeah. he didn't. He only got 40% of his match fee. So there was Ooh. a little bit of double standards okay. there. It wasn't quite the same duration yeah. uh, that they were over as Sri Lanka, but still, they were... Appreciably over, hmm. so it seemed that there was, uh, as I said, double standards applied there. But they've got to sort that out. And in fact, most of the teams have been pretty tidy with yeah, the over. Yeah. That's for sure. But yeah, tomorrow, India, Sri Lanka, and then um, we've got the other group as well. Now, Australia, of course, are in a in a situation where they may go home without a win, but they may also go through without a win as well. Because if they pick up three points. Uh, from three rainout yeah. games, that might be good enough. Who knows? If uh, Bangladesh hold New Zealand or the weather holds Bangladesh and New Zealand, that is. But uh, before we talk about that uh, England versus Australia encounter, let's head for a break and we'll be right back with what our ambassador Sean Pollock has to say about this encounter. England versus Australia should be a fascinating encounter with England having already qualified for the semi-final stage, nothing to lose for them, but they'll be wanting to create some dominance and make a statement for the rest of the tournament with regards to how they play against Australia. Australia with it all to do, two games have been rained out, they sit on two points and they need to get a result. If they do not win this game, they'll probably be out of the tournament and that'll be very disappointing for them. They haven't shown great form Australia, they're starting to show glimpses of what they're capable of in the bowling department. Stark's looking like he's coming good and David Warner at the top is starting to get in amongst the runs but England they've looked very good against South Africa in the one day series we've played against them they've been looked very good in this Champions Trophy so far in the two games that they have played and uh, I think they'll be hard pressed will be Australia to win under these conditions particularly with all the pressure of qualification on their shoulders Speaking of Sean Pollock visit Nissan South Africa on Facebook or Twitter during all of the Proteas matches to see Sean's Fiverr Five photos in five minutes from former South African captain Sean Pollock for a different take on the game. Now, Peter, Edgebaston, England against Australia. Like you were saying earlier, Australia could actually reach the next phase. That would be, actually be a record, reaching the semis without actually winning a game. 
Yeah, it's almost like soccer World Cup where you have three <laughs> three draws and you sort of sneak your way through exactly. the last sixteen or something like that. It would be unprecedented, but I mean a little bit unfair because quite frankly they should have got the the, the win against mm-hmm. Bangladesh. I mean they were cruising towards victory, yeah, uh, and they didn't quite get to the twenty overs required to constitute a game, so uh, they were robbed there uh, against New Zealand. They were probably saved by the rain because yeah. they were on the receiving end a little bit there, pretty much like South Africa were against Pakistan today. But um, yeah, against England. Uh, they often, you know, raise their game against the old enemy. England yeah. have got nothing to play for. They're actually sitting pretty at the moment sitting because pretty, they, they're the only team who've managed to get two results in. Uh, in fact, I think, are they the only team? They're the only team. They're, they're the first one to qualify. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm, talking about the, games. Games, uh, exactly. I'm talking about the weather more That's than anything. True. I think That's it's true. That's funny true. enough, the, the weather gods appear to be smiling on the hosts <laughs> for some strange reason. But yeah, England are through, so maybe not that much incentive for them, but a uh, huge incentive for the Australians. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do manage to pull yeah. a result out of the bag, providing, again, it goes, uh, it goes all the way and we get a full contest. The big, the big frustration for me is the stop-start nature mm, of these mm, things because mm. you just get into the encounter and just starting to enjoy it. And then off they come and on they yeah. go and off they come and on they go. And it's, oh, it's very, very frustrating. Interestingly enough, uh, the last time they played each other was in 2015. It was a bilateral series. Uh, Australia won that by three games to two. But the last 19 matches in England between these two teams, England have won 11, Australia 7. Do you think that points towards a a result favouring the hosts? And also, don't forget how they hammered them, England hammered the Aussies in the Ashes as well, where Mm. they rolled them over at Trent Bridge, wasn't it, for 40 odd or something like that. So, uh, look, England in their own conditions are very much a different prospect to anywhere else in the world. It's, um, you know, and and even some of the South Africans are learning. You think of uh, young uh, Pachlikwayo. Um, who's just learning that in England you have to bowl a different length, yeah. slightly fuller, as I always say, you know, completely different. You'll never have encountered this yeah. before, obviously having grown up on South African wickets. So just little, slight little changes like that uh, are required. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, England at home, very different prospect. Um, I, I fancy the Australians, uh, if it does, if we do get a full game, mm. I fancy them to, you know, as they always tend to do when those backs are firmly against Give the wall. That's often when they produce their best cricket. So um, I actually fancy the Aussies to sneak that one. Now follow Nissan South Africa on Twitter at NissanZA during overs 20, 35 and 45 of the South Africa and India innings to catch Mitch Lee's moments with former umpire Cyril Mitch Lee. Hashtag moments that count now Peter, what do you think will be the moment that counts from this week the defining moment is it the south africa results against pakistan is it potentially the australia game against uh, england well i mean i'm just just from south africa's point of view i mean it's, it's very much the south african game i mean the, the pakistan game had south africa won this one they'd have been also sitting pretty in the semi-finals now suddenly it's a massive scramble just to qualify for the final four so uh, yeah this is this game has been very much a watershed moment in the south african campaign and uh, you know it looks like uh, you know, uh, speaking a little bit prematurely perhaps but it looks like another campaign where you know, it's all very well being number one ranked mm. team in the world, all very well winning every bilateral series that you play. But when there's silverware on the line, yeah. South Africa sometimes, they just somehow seem to de- develop these stutters. <laughs> and once again, they seem to have done it in this tournament. But uh, who knows? Maybe they turn it all around and maybe uh, this time next week we're sitting and uh, celebrating something. But, uh, you know, even against Sri Lanka when they yeah. ended up winning fairly comfortably. There were moments. It, 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 there were moments. It wasn't altogether convincing. tenseness. I just sensed yeah. a little bit of tenseness amongst the guys. Yeah. And, and, you know, as much as we don't want to mention this choke and this and that, the, the, the evidence is in front of your eyes yeah. that the guys are tightening up. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And, um, 
you know, I, I put it, I almost equated to, I remember Novak Djokovic, the great tennis player, going yeah. through this phase in his career. We used to get to the semifinals of Grand Slam tournaments, the finals of Grand Slam tournaments. He couldn't get over the line, mm, could mm, not get mm. over the line. And then I think in 2009 it was at one of the tournaments that he finally won his first Grand Slam. And then they came like the proverbial London bus. They just came in a whole heap. <laughs> and I'm just praying that one day South Africa wins one of these tournaments and, and then opens suddenly the opens the floodgates. Yeah. And suddenly we've got five or six, and, and that's more sort of commensurate with, with our abilities, sure. quite frankly. And before we land this plane of lamentations, uh, I still have to answer my trivia question, Peter, which was, what is South Africa's lowest first innings total at a Champions Trophy? Any takers? 176. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Complete guess. Okay, okay. Well, uh, I know who against, when, where, how, what. You won short. You won <laughs> short. Actually, you won over. You? 175 <laughs> all yeah. out. Uh, versus England in 2013, that semi-final that we lost. Um, but incidentally, our mm. lowest innings total at uh, Champions Trophy at all was 108 all-out chasing 195 against New Zealand in 2006. Okay. Yeah. Good so, one. Um, good one. Another good one. Another good one. But uh, those were losses. So <laughs> not sure how good they were. But uh, that's how we landed, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, catch you next time. The Nissan Champions Trophy podcast is brought to you by Nissan, official sponsor of the 2017 ICC Champions Trophy. Nissan, proud partner of Cricketing Excellence.